Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of season two of the Creative Exponent. And today I'm excited about this episode because (laughs) I know that there are so many people who say, and I get this regularly, like, I'm not the creative type. I'm not a creative. Yeah, just not. And so today we're going to share creative practices for those who feel like they're not creative. Mm But even if you're someone who you know, feels creative, feel like you feel like you're a creative person. I think some of these might give you some new ideas if you feel stuck or if it's just like, I need a gentle way to stimulate my creativity. Some of these things will will give you some good ideas. But um, the first thing that we want to say, and I know Shauna is going to (laughs) have something powerful to say on this. No pressure whatsoever. Is that... (laughs) We believe that everybody's creative. Yeah. I mean, we just, in some way or another, it doesn't all look the same. It doesn't all, I think it's like talking about beauty. It's like, how do you, there's not this clear, I know they've tried to mathematically prove beauty and all this stuff, but it's like, you, I, I don't know. You just can't. (laughs) We're not buying (laughs) that. (laughs) Because there's beauty found in all different kinds of faces and body yeah. types and, you yeah. know, ethnicities and yeah. skin color and, and then just not to mention all the beauty that's found in the world. And, you know, things that one person finds beautiful, another person finds ugly. And, yeah. you know, so how it's do you, I feel like creativity is, yeah, I feel like creativity is that same way. Like, why is the creativity to do accounting or architecture or you know even you know medicine like just yeah trying to find trying to discover a cure for something or a vaccine I mean it takes an amazing amount of yeah there's science and all that stuff that I would not even begin to understand but there's all kinds of creativity that's involved in that as well thinking thinking outside of what's already been done I think creativity is about exploring sort of those unknown corners and right I think everybody has that capacity yeah I think just some people maybe use it more than others and I think some people feel more comfortable doing that than others and I think also maybe a lot of it has to do also with just how our society has labeled Mm -hmm creativity a creative what do they do what do they look like I think that's part of all of it too it is and I mean if you look at the definition of creativity just itself it's you know I pulled it up we have it here folks the use of the imagination or original ideas especially in the production of an artistic work so yeah there's an addendum there you know (laughs) there's like a little add-on at the end that's you know around artistic work but we're all using original ideas. We're using our imaginations. It's not like one set of the population was born with imagination and (laughs) the rest of us just got screwed. (laughs) That's not what (laughs) happened. So, you know, it, I mean, I've said it here before. I mean, parenting is one of the most creative pursuits we will ever participate in. Uh, I mean, it is all about 
new ideas, adapting, listening, shaping, shifting. You know, it's just this constant evolution of trying new things and producing, hopefully, um, you know, good fruit and good conversation and growth and all that stuff, you know, in our kids and in ourselves. And so, yeah, I mean, we would we would most certainly say that, uh, you know, that everyone's got creativity inside of them. And if you don't, you know what I would bet, I, or if you say that you don't, I would bet this is like one of those moments where, you know, sometimes this is like truth can be a little offensive. I, w- I would say that you probably at some point were told you weren't, you know, or you had some experiences that sort of shaped your your perception of creativity and it became this it, it only for artists and, you know, kids, um, which we've talked yeah. about before, you yeah. know. Um, it's and, that game of Pictionary yeah. where nobody wanted you on your right. team or you um, quote, my mom's draw. always <laughs> right. My yeah. mom's always told me the story that um, she was working as a substitute teacher. And I think she she drew something on the board, uh, something very simple, like a mm-hmm. person or a dog, you know, yeah. stick figure kind of thing. And people couldn't tell what it was. And yeah. so yeah. I think from that moment, she's like, I can't draw. That's not um, my thing. I can't right. do it. <laughs> so yeah it's those moments where we're told like I'm not good at either we tell ourselves or other which we've talked a lot about that either we've told ourselves or other people have told us yeah don't quit your day job right you're not creative you're not good at this yes and I mean but every every other thing that that I mean everything we do involves some kind of idea forming use of imagination use of problem solving skills so you just don't get off that easy. You are creative. I hate it for right. you. But you are, you know, <laughs> in some form or another, you are. You know, this that'd be like saying, well, I'm not entirely human. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> so it's just you an know, inevitability. So I think that's why when we were talking about like what do we really want to share, why we felt like discovering your creativity. That's yeah. that's why we talk about that in the creative exponent and why that's kind of one of our, like it's a part of our cornerstone of what Mm -hmm. we're about. Because I think even for people who feel like they're creative, they're still, I mean, it's just vast all of the things that you can discover about your creativity. So whether you're kind of already in that territory or whether it is completely unexplored for you, Mm -hmm. we are like we just we want to be an encouraging voice to you um, and let you know we believe in your creativity and yeah. we hope that you spend that time discovering it. So some of the things that we've put together today are how you can just sort of gently, yeah. you know, just, just ease into that. that direction. <laughs> yeah, it's all easy stuff. It's all stuff that we're not going to say like go start painting, go no. get paints and a brush and start. Now you can do that, but. Um, one thing that I think it, anybody can do yeah. is to use your, everybody has a camera now on their smartphone, yeah. almost everybody. There's yeah. still some people who are like, I am, I am using my little flip <laughs> phone, That's, which most of those have cameras too. So yeah. anyway, almost everybody has a camera on their phone with them. So one exercise that I would encourage doing is to just make a commitment every day for, let's say, a month, for six months, for a year, whatever you want to commit to, uh, even just a week, that you're going to take a picture every day. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, well, what do I take a picture of? I don't know. This is pressure now. Yeah. Take it of anything that catches your eye. It can be 
the way the light is hitting something. It can be a picture of your grandkids. It can be a selfie. It can be a picture of your garden, mm-hmm. of your flowers, of your desk, of the yeah. whatever. Anything. Just take a picture every day. And, and I guarantee you, you will start to see the world differently. You'll yeah. start to look for things to take pictures of and you'll start to it'll just it'll really stimulate it does um, your creativity which sounds kind of funny when you say it out loud you know it sounds like I'm just trying to think if I just didn't buy into this thing the way in which I do (laughs) it sounds a little funny like well I mean how is that it but but it does it changes the lens in which you look at the world it does that's that's the thing that you just said it it does shift your um, your mind, it shifts the mind into searching for beauty, searching for um, moments you're grateful for, searching for the details, you know, and that that is pursuit of creativity in and of itself, you know, it just is. We, I think that's what, quote, artists are really uh, practiced at or practiced in. They are finders of beauty, seekers of beauty, you know. And um, so when we do little exercises like that, I mean, even if it's just to document one, like Marion said, one thing a day that's, you know, that's beautiful to you, you know, or that you're grateful for, um, that just, it does. It sort of opens up the door to thinking on those things, to searching for those things. That's what it is. You know, all these little exercises are not like vastly powerful in and of themselves, but what they produce inside of you over time is, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it can, you can have a theme or no theme. Sure. It can be as simple as you take a picture of what you eat or you take yeah. a picture of um, I, whatever. It can be anything. Um, and then you can take it a step further and do something like put all the pictures in black and white yep. or put them all, you know, maybe crop them all in a really interesting way. So you can kind of um, take it further. Or maybe if you do it for a month and you really enjoy it, then mm-hmm. do it for another month. But this time, like, make it more of a challenge. I'm going to. And there are all sorts of, if you look online, there are all sorts of photography challenges mm-hmm. where it just gives you prompts. It just kind of, so you don't have to feel like every day oh what am I going to take a picture of it kind of gives you some yeah. prompts and ideas but yeah um but yeah so I think that's a good place to start there's no mm-hmm. drawing there's no writing that's there's right. no <laughs> just taking a picture that's and right. uh and what I would want you to do though is take a picture and look at the picture you take don't just yeah. take it but actually experience yeah. the you know looking at it deciding if that's what if that picture says what you want it to say or if you need to maybe if you want to take it again from a different angle um because sometimes we we're looking at something this is so true in nature we're looking at something and then we take a picture of it and we look later at at the pictures and we're like oh it didn't really capture Mm -hmm. what I thought it was going to (laughs) because we're seeing the thing in real life so yeah look at the picture after you take it um the next one would be um Take notes every day yeah, or every week if you can't commit to every day. Yeah. Um, We're not telling you to journal (laughs) or write a diary. Although that would be fantastic. Or anything like that. (laughs) That would be great if you do. But just take notes. Yeah. So you're like, well, what do I take notes on? You can write about the weather, what you ate, what you did, how you felt, 
whatever. You can do it in little bullet points. You can, mm. it can be um, trying to uh, condense your day to one sentence. Yeah. It can be whatever, whatever works for you, but just make a commitment that every day you're going to yeah. Take a few notes. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, along the same vein of, like, what we were talking about with taking pictures, you know, there's a reason that, you know, Ann Voskamp's book went bananas, you know, when it came out, 1,000 Gifts, you know, all about gratitude, because it's just scientifically proven that people who experience more gratitude and cultivate gratitude are happier. They struggle less with you know, long-term depression and anxiety. And, you know, so even if it's just jotting down notes of moments or people or an object, you know, you're grateful for, or if it's, you know, again, jotting down the places you saw beauty today, you know, the light hitting, you know, the floor through the windows, my daughter's hand in mine, you know, just little bitty moment. Those things are, again, what we're doing with these kind of menial exercises is you're you're training your mind to look and search you know for the things that really make you come alive as a human forget about a create you know a creative but it does make you more creative when we're more you know we're more a little more in touch with those things a little more aware of our surroundings um and how we move in the world it it sparks some of that in us Mm-hmm. So, you know, even if it's just little bullets like that, doesn't have to be. I mean, we have people ask us all the time. I mean, how do I journal? <laughs> what do I? It, that's a great place to start. It doesn't have to be a yep. full-blown, you know, page-long entry, you know, for every day. It could be a list of four things each day. But you'll be amazed at how exercises like that shift your, your perspective and, and help you become more introspective and... All those things do nothing but kind of foster your your creativity and the things you want to pursue, you know, in the world. Yeah. It really does. It's kind of crazy. And actually. I've heard so so many people say, I wish I wrote things down during this time or I yeah. wish I I wish I had a journal from yeah. this period in my life. Uh, I've never heard anybody say like man, I just wish I hadn't recorded things, you know? <laughs> I just wish I had yeah. uh, right. I've never heard that. Um, no. But, uh, except maybe in cases when you had to go to court for something. Right. <laughs> which, evidence which against I didn't you have to something. do that. Let's just, yeah, let's just, let's not go there. But, um, but yeah, generally, I've heard people express regret about not writing things down mm-hmm. um, just to record their life. Um, another one would be to collect, and this one sounds a little funny. You've got to like just go Embrace with us it. on this one, <laughs> but just to collect some little scraps and bits yeah. and things from here and there, and just assemble them. Yeah, and then you can. It can be a combination where you can assemble them and take a picture of them. You can sure. just assemble them and appreciate them. You could assemble them and write a little, write a few notes about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what to give you examples? What I'm thinking of is like. Um, you know, little, uh, like when we went to Italy, we, mm-hmm. um, the people who were in our group, we all like collected a little, like a bay leaf off of the tree, mm-hmm. a little leaf off the olive tree, like mm-hmm. little, little bits, you know, like little when you're treasures. a kid or a, yeah, when you're a teenager and you collect little receipts and ticket stubs yep. and things. So it's the idea of just collecting little things. So it can even, it can be around in your yard. It could be on a walk. It could be, 
um, look through a box that you haven't looked through in a while. Yeah. Or go through a cabinet that you haven't looked in in a while and see what you have in there. Go clean out yeah. your wallet and pull out some little yeah. scraps of papers and things. What do those receipts remind you of? What do the... Yeah. Um, gather fresh fruits. Gather yeah. if you have little like paper scraps or cut off pieces of, you know, yarn or twine or... Yeah pieces of fabric maybe you know you have clothes that are way too small pa yeah. past the point of need being able to donate them because yeah. they're worn or whatever you know maybe cut them into a little scrap whatever just collect little things and just see what that does see yeah. what ideas you get from them um yeah. i guarantee you even just in the hunt you're gonna discover things yeah even if you don't right. like create anything right. with it you know well just in the hunt and my dog's going so we're just gonna have to roll with it um <laughs> i'm gonna turn my volume down so maybe we get as little of oliver henry as possible but you know i would tell you that life is just too like for somebody listening who think i mean who has the time for <laughs> you know or why would i go through that <laughs> Because life is too dang short to not experience moments of wonder, you know, and wonder comes to us when we take a moment, you know, to see, to really see, to really experience. And, you know, those little scraps of paper or things that you find beautiful, those are the ways in which, honestly, you become a little like a child again. You know, mm -hmm. you, you look at something with fresh eyes and fresh perspective and it reminds you of things. Nostalgia is, it can be a, you know, dangerous slope, but it is also such a gift to be connected to the things that, um, that have made you who you are. You know, it really, yeah. really is. It's a beautiful thing if we can take you know, I actually read that this is, I know I'm going off topic here, but just hang with me. Um, I re read this comment on a post this week. There was uh, a lady sharing, and I'm not going to share who, but she was sharing, um, you know, just about loss. She's had a lot of loss over the last mm -hmm. few years. And someone in the comments said, uh, you know, you're going to heal when you finally let this part of your past go, you know. And her response to them, man, it was exactly what I would have said. It was, but it was so true. It was such truth. She said, you know, I don't feel like I have to let my past go. I feel like I carry it with me and let it transform me, you know. And when we do little exercises like this, even though it seems like just sort of this silly to do, it connects you to those pieces, you know, especially if you pull from things, you know, around your house or like Marion said, pull it out of your wallet or an old box. You know, those moments of pause are, they're where we kind of reconnect with who we are. Mm -hmm. And man, it's impactful. Life's too busy, you know, it's too busy and it just passes in a blink of an eye. It really does. And so when we take these moments to see, it's, I don't know, it's, it keeps us, it slows things down for a minute and gives us a chance mm -hmm. to experience the world around us outside of our hustle, you know, which I know we both hate that word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, and that's, that's in us. Like you see, yeah. I mean, for, 
you know, how many centuries and generations have people been collecting seashells and feathers right. and eggs and yeah. um, heart-shaped rocks and sea glass and yeah. pressing leaves and pressing flowers and yeah. um, my uh, my great aunt has this amazing collection of eggs. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like these boxes wooden boxes with all of these divided sections with little eggs in them uh they were all blown out um and they're from one of her you know a grandparent or Mm -hmm. a great uncle or something like that they're from a relative who that i think that was a, a pretty normal thing for people to do to collect insects and pin them or to collect eggs um, and it it was just it was a part of education and yeah. a part of seeing the world because it just wasn't accessible like it is now. Like, oh, just mm-hmm. Google it and see what kind of egg that is. You know, it was we need a display. We need a collection to show that. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is an old idea and it's an idea that's that that is in us to go and collect. So anyway, just collect some little things. It doesn't right. whatever it is. Just go collect some things. Um, another thing, this is a bit more conventional now that you're like, yeah, I can see, I can see this because there's (laughs) so much of it out there. (laughs) Um, and that's just do a, do a coloring book or a paint by number. There are so many beautiful ones out there now that are, um, intricate and I mean, could be framed when you're done with them and, uh, Mm -hmm. paint by numbers are super fun too. Um, they're, uh, you've got to know what you're getting because I've seen people order paint by numbers (laughs) and then be like. Holy crap. Oh my gosh, there are like <laughs> 9,000. I have to put this green in like 1,500 different places right. <laughs> on this this little canvas. Oh so gosh. just know what you're getting into. But, you know, just doing something like that that doesn't, so it's, I think the same thing can be, let's say like with a clothing pattern mm-hmm. or a quilting pattern. So do, the idea doesn't have to be with coloring or paint or drawing, but the idea yeah. is to do something that has, a template, a pattern, lines to follow. So you don't have that. It's not a blank piece of paper. Yeah, you're not not starting from scratch. Yeah. Right, right. It's just an opportunity to to sit down and create, work with colors, work with fabrics, Mm -hmm. work with whatever um, within some framework so that there's a little less pressure on you. Yeah. You know, have you ever done any of those like coloring books or anything like that? That's what I was going to say. I, um, you know, so my business, I started it in 2009 and walked away from a lot of what I would call at the time, I would have dubbed the creative parts, you know, around 2015, 16, 17, <laughs> one of those years. Sometime so, in right, the sometime last Sometime in the last five years. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I stopped painting furniture because I gradually stopped taking commission pieces and doing pieces in people's homes. And then I gradually kind of stopped redoing and selling those in the store. I'd certainly stopped painting any canvases and selling those in the store. Um, And those were all very kind of similar to what I do now, only now I feel like it's way better. But they were like paint palettes and smears and color, you know, color studies and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I just went through such a difficult time that I was not able to pick those things back up again, even as a hobby. Now my writing, that kind of stuck and that stayed with me, but the painting and all that, it just sort of went away and I just didn't touch it. And Kara, who lived with us for several you know, years, she 
um, she started coloring. And it started with an assignment she had in school. She had to find a quote that represented, she was in nursing school, that represented what she wanted to be, you know, what she wanted to embody as a nurse. And she (laughs) didn't want to do it. And so she asked me to do her homework for her and color this page. And it's that quote from the Lorax, you know, that I can't recall the exact quote. But, you know, like if someone like you doesn't care, you know what I mean, then nobody will. Mm -hmm. And so it's this really cool picture. And it's this, you know, of course, the Lorax is on there and the crazy puffy trees and So I had these watercolor cream crayons and long story, guys, I know, hang, hang tight. And I, you know, I was able to shade with them, right? Come on already. No, I was interested. (laughs) And mix the colors. And just doing that, I just thought, you know, I had the thought for the first time in three or four years, Mm. man, I miss color. I miss painting. I miss Mm. this thing that used to be integral to me as a person and in my business. And so I bought like six crayon, you know, coloring books and lots of different crayons and watercolors and all this stuff and started that would, you know, it was something I could do during a time when mentally I didn't have the capacity to create from scratch. I just didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, that was not, it was not a season for that. But it just gave me this outlet to sit and do while the kids were playing or, you know, it was nighttime and I was thinking too much in my head too much. And so, yeah, it just became this little outlet that then eventually opened the doors back up a little bit. So, yep, a coloring book can be a powerful thing. You never know. All kinds of small things can can make really huge impacts in your life for sure. Yeah, I I think and I've heard that from a lot of people. And I think... I'm so glad you brought up that point because I think there are a lot of people who maybe at one point felt creative and then life just got in the way. Like they've just had a hard run. They've maybe they've just maybe things have been great, but they've just been Mm -hmm. really busy, a very successful corporate job. They've been homeschooling kids or just raising kids and running a house. They've been working really hard to put their husband through school or themselves through school or whatever. And then somewhere along the line that that wonder and that creativity and that just just pausing to work on something for the joy and the beauty mm-hmm. of it was just was just lost and just goes yeah. I, I think we're seeing that we're seeing the celebration of that more now whereas i yeah. think 10 years ago that was viewed as a real waste of time it was like whoever yeah. works the most hours wins whoever mm-hmm. has the least um the least full life with right, the least amount of margin. Oh, <laughs> forget that. Right. Right. That and, and I know we're just going, we're not in that place anymore as yeah. much. I mean, there's still, I'm sure, um, there's oh, still, yeah. uh, professions that, that celebrate the hundred hour work week. But I right. think in large part, what we're seeing is more of this sway towards you. You've got to have some space in your life and some fullness and richness there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, th- this was supposed to be like a quick, like little easy no, no, podcast, right? but it's really, it's like, it, as usual, we get into all this like philosophical. Stuff. It just Sally happens. one and two over here. No, no, yeah. Can't help it. <laughs> 
So our and there's so many more. We'll probably have to do a part two of these at some point. But an, <laughs> yeah. the the last one we have on our list is to take a class. Oh, and yeah. I would suggest taking a class in something you've never done or something you have not done in a very very long mm-hmm. time, so that it's very fresh and new, and so that you are a beginner and yeah. it feels uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. And um, you're going to have to give yourself a pep talk before the class and say, yeah. I am not going to belittle myself or judge right. my work harshly. I am doing this to enjoy it, yeah. to have fun, to slow down, to have fellowship with other people in the class, mm-hmm. to meet new people, to learn something new. So yeah. do like a flower arranging class or a music yeah. class or a painting class or whatever yeah. it's okay it can be online it, I think it's best if it could be in person yeah that's super I think fun. It's nice uh, yeah you just get the energy of other people I take a pottery um, class how cool would that be yeah I know then I'd have to find I a space people, for a potter's wheel <laughs> I know that's what I've that's what I've said I'm like I can't I don't have room for any more no more hobbies, for hobbies. <laughs> yeah. I've got you know, I've got like my yarn shelf and yeah. I've got my, yep. oh my gosh, I have two cabinets for paint and art supplies. I've got photography yeah. supplies. Like I can't, there's two upholstery supplies. Oh my goodness. Too much, too many hobbies. Too I can't, many I can't touch a potter's wheel because I will, mm-hmm. I'll be fascinated in that right. whole thing too. <laughs> but yeah, take a class. And there's so many good online ones through oh, um, gosh, Jean yeah. Oliver, our friend. She, mm-hmm. I love her classes because. I need to do one. I've they're, never taken one. Oh my gosh. They're yeah. so, I'm taking one right now that I'm just enjoying so thoroughly. First of all, you learn about all kinds of neat um, supplies. Supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what other yarn? <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. I did. What other artists use? And um, so I've had such a good time with all these new supplies. And, um, and then also, um, they, it just always pulls me out of my comfort zone and and forces me to try new things. I always learn new things, even if like, I'm not particularly interested in that style or whatever. It just, it just gets the ideas going, but her classes are great. And so not only are they really informative, but I think they're all very approachable and they're Mm -hmm. also, there is always this encouraging aspect to it. Like, you yeah. can do this. Here we go. We're going to break it down. It's not this high and lofty art class where you yeah. feel like an idiot because you don't know what, you know, fat over lean means. Right. And, or you don't know, like, <laughs> the difference between realism or impressionism yeah. or what, yeah. you know, none of that kind of stuff. It's all very approachable. Um, Skillshare also has some good classes. I've yeah. done some some stuff on there. Um, and those some of those have been really good, a calligraphy class I did. Anyway, I want to take a master can, class with, um, there's lots of writers that, you know, I would love to take one mm-hmm. with, which would be fun. But then I also, I can't even call his name right now. It's the CEO of Disney. I'm like, yes, I want to listen to you for some time. Mm-hmm. Now that's a little less interactive and more just listening and learning. But, you know, yeah, I mean, those things are so energizing. It's so, it's so good to be a beginner and not take yourself so dang seriously. It really is. It is very freeing to just be like, you know mm-hmm. what? Baby, baby human over here. Gonna try something totally new and just see yep. what happens. You know, it's great. It is a great yep. thing to do. 
And I think some people, I know, I know there are people who are very adventurous and they're always taking classes and traveling yeah. and doing all sorts of things. But I think, I know there are some people who feel like, well, that's just, it's impractical. It's a waste of yeah. time. It's not, I can't imagine myself taking a writing class. Yeah. You know, you kind of, kind of poo-poo it a little bit. Right. <laughs> but, but just <laughs> like, just do, just do it. Just try it. Yeah. Just try it. Just give it to yourself for your birthday or something like that and just yep. just try it. And you know what? You're going to do things that you don't like doing. And I think um, I was actually true. texting with my dad the other day. He was just he just sent me out of the blue this little text like, I'm just really proud of you and just oh. love watching what you do and everything. It was really, I know I'm like, are you Thanks, okay? Dad. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, but I was like, oh, I just, I love that he took the time to do that. And yeah what I responded with and what I was thinking about as well is that they really instilled in me the willingness to try things. I mean, as a kid, I played, I I mean, I did like basketball, soccer, Mm -hmm. baseball, baton twirling, tap dancing, ballet, gymnastics. I mean, I did everything. And and I, I mean, I was terrible at basketball. I mean, so horrible. I never fully understood the rules of the game. The whole thing. Even though I was on the court in oh a game, gosh. I did not understand. The, I'd be standing under the basket. Like, Marion, you can't be there for that long. You've got terrible at soccer I'm just oh. not aggressive I don't like people touching me <laughs> while I'm having <laughs> the ball anyway just but you know w- w- through all of that they just it was like okay well you tried it it wasn't your yeah. thing that's What's okay next? We won't, we, you finished the season because you mm-hmm. committed to it you're not gonna let yep. your team down but you don't ever have to do it again and so yeah. I think that that gave me permission to to try and fail this yeah. kind of resiliency that it's like it's okay if it's yeah, not if it doesn't work out. Whereas I think kids and I know that this happens with some kids that they're you know it's like you're going to be a football player and this is yeah that's it you're that's what that's right. what the Parsons family does that's the <laughs> legacy you know? yeah. and then you you're fit into the, you're stuffed into this mold that you don't fit into and mm-hmm. and then you you don't get that opportunity to just try a bunch of different things and see yeah, what see what shakes out know, yeah. what fits you so yeah. Shauna was wonderful at basketball she's really good at that <laughs> believe it or not yeah I, there for a time <laughs> there for a time <laughs> many moons that's ago. right many moons ago many many moons ago <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so we just, all of this to say, like, just go do something. Go do something. Commit to it. It always helps to commit to it. Because if you just take one picture or just color one Mm -hmm. thing or just do one little collection, it's, you know, maybe you'll you'll get something out of it. But I think it's repetition. It's saying like, man, after a month, I can... I can see some change right. here. So yeah, we just want to encourage that in you. Um, yeah. For all those non-creatives out there, little assignments for right. you to do. All of you um, guys. These are good, though. <laughs> if you're feeling stuck or something, too, um, as an artist, these are really good ones for you to do as well. So Yeah. 
is your dog still barking? It sounds as if my house is collapsing around (laughs) me. I'm trying really hard to (laughs) hold my composure, but it's someone is slamming the door so hard it's shaking my furniture up here. I'm not sure. Yeah, good times. I couldn't hear that on my. Well, I don't know how. (laughs) My tripod almost fell over. I just saw your face, and I'm like. Something's something's going on over there. (laughs) Anyway, we have a creative contraption again um, this week. I'm so, I was so excited to find these. And I found them, I found them through the class that I was taking. It's um, the Working Art Journal with Mm -hmm. um, Pam Carriker is the artist who's teaching it. And this is through Jean Oliver's network. Yeah. And um, she designed color wheel stencils for stencil girl so if you just google stencil girl Mm -hmm. and then when you're on the stencil stencil girl website um just search pam care pam character her stencils or you can like look at stencils by designer or you Mm -hmm. can just search color wheel and you'll find them and they have she has all of these some of them are split into three some of them are big elaborate color wheels and Oh my gosh, they are just the coolest things. Cause I love making little, oh, you know, I love making color charts, charts and everything, but I'm usually having to measure them all out and tape them all tape out and everything. And this way you could just put it on a piece of paper, draw it a color and wheel and then color. Yeah. Do watercolor inside. I mean, anything you can mm-hmm. use any kind of medium. Um, she does color wheels with her charcoal pencils, which I had just never I mean, her graphite pencils and with charcoal, mm-hmm. which I had just never thought to do that. I'm like, well, they're all yeah. gray. Like, why do I need to do a color <laughs> wheel with those? But I did them and I learned so much about, yeah. ah, this is, I mean, I already knew like there's different hardness and this, mm-hmm. I knew what the letters meant and everything, but actually making the wheel with my own pencils I just got to learn it's how you learn your tools it really is just how you learn your your tools your colors is by making these these uh, and they're great resources and then they look cool in your (laughs) studio or whatever so anyway the the um stencils have just I I just think they're the coolest thing so if you're into that sort of thing um and then they have all different all different stencils that mm-hmm. are like people used in and it's mostly for so many stencils are made for like decorative purposes these really are made for artists these are yeah. made so you can layer them in mixed media journals or use mm-hmm. them on canvases and layer them and do all this kind That's of cool so stuff fun. with them so yeah so it's just a fun i had never heard of them or anything but i'm it's looking at it right now I I thought you were. I'm seeing like it looks like she's on it. I've gotten distracted. I thought you might have ordered them already. The I know. I should have. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you, Sean. What's your problem? When I say color wheel stencil, like you should be on it. Right I know. There. I know. Man, <laughs> I there. love a color wheel. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. fun. So anyway, um, next week we're going to talk about. Man, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> <We> building, <think. laughs> building your vision. And do you want to just share like a little nugget about kind of what? Yeah, I like, mean, well, I think we get this question a lot, especially. And look, this can come in the beginning of starting a creative business, but you know what? I find a lot of times it comes in the middle, or very far down the road in you know within your creative business. 
what do I want the overarching vision of this to be? Um, you know, and I will, I will give, give him credit today, uh, them credit today and next week, my partners, John and Ashley Marsh. I feel like I learned a lot about companies and vision from them during the time that I worked with them really extensively. And, um, you know, because they are all about vision, you know, and it, and in their community transformation work. So, um, it was just a really good exercise for me to, to really, you know, I always felt like I never had a hard time with, um, and I don't mean this in a, like pat myself on the back way, but a, I knew perfectly imperfect was overall, about showing people that it was okay to have a home that was not buttoned up and tidy and it could still be this beautiful evolving thing. So I knew for my brand, if it did something to celebrate, highlight, or inform around that topic, I was good. You know, now my vision is much more, I would say it's broader because what I do now is a little bit broader, but it all still centers around, you know, um, the imperfect nature of life and around mm-hmm. words and meaning and impact. And so there's, there's this overarching vision. And I think that we sometimes ideas are these, they're in a silo, right? Ideas are these singular things that we can help bring to fruition. The vision is the overarching plan for how, how do we get there? Where are we going? You know, And that's just something people kind of tend to struggle with if they're not, if they're, you know, not necessarily future, you know, futuristic thinkers, they're more in the present and in the details and in execution, Um, or maybe like so many creatives, they dabble a little bit and they put their work out there and all of a sudden now I've got this business and you look up two years later and you think, well, I mean, is this all I want to do? Where do I really want this thing to go? And then there's the other group of people who tend to, they get very easily distracted because there is no overarching vision around yeah. where they want their creative work to go, you know, long term. What's the long, what's the long game? Not like, how do I want to make money this year? What's the long game? When I'm gone <laughs> or on my way out, what will I look back on and say, I'm so glad I carried out that vision? And that's a big overarching, uh, you know, concept. So we're going to talk about vision. I think it's going to be great. I do. Yeah. It's important. I think so too. Yeah. So I hope you'll join us next week. And um, I guess that's, we'll just wrap it up. And that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. So we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.